0: Welcome to another edition of Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling. I'm Jayhawk. Jay, Hawk. Jay Gold is off this week, but we are joined by the lovely and talented Marky. It's spooky. Yeah, let's get it? Halloween weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Not going to lie, mostly because I can work most
1: of it. I'm upset about that.
0: I've got most of it off, and I can steal my kids' Halloween candy after trick or treating. So I'm, I, I, I got to check and make sure that nobody gave them free drugs or anything. I, I'm sorry I'm I'm 44 years old and not one have I ever gotten free drug in my trick-or-treat bag I begged
1: it's you know it's almost like people are gonna put these expensive things in people's candy
0: we're gonna put we're gonna put cocaine in your fun dip what have a good weekend
1: waste thousands of dollars it was all right I've been watching I talked about this last week when Ed was on but I've been watching so much power Rangers <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm at the
1: I'm at the point where they switch actors because it's a non union show and they were all tired of the shit pay. And they had to cut. Co- I didn't realize they had to cover up for several episodes that they left before they did the changeover. And the voices they used to do like imitations are the absolute dirt worst.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Like when they change voice actor in a bad anime. And so uh, it's like, it's, I don't know how I noticed this as a kid. When you were a kid. You don't, you're not thinking that, that closely into it. You just knew it was a cool show. It's like, I, well, how many how many times do you watch something that you watch as a kid, as an adult, and you go, "That joke was not appropriate for me at eight years old." Like, how the fuck did they get that one in?
1: That's fair, but also their voices are so obviously different uh,
0: that they, they can get away with it. They got away with it for a long time.
1: So. You had to do what you had to do <laughs> 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 because you drove away your actors.
0: Well, I got booked for real action pro wrestling the past weekend, and we did our annual Halloween costume battle royal and i decided to, to portray everybody favorite <clears throat> uh podcaster from louisville kentucky oh god a curtain a curtain candy corny jim
1: someone who for sure would never ever call me any type
0: of slur oh no the weird thing is like he actually really liberal but he homophobic at the same time it's really weird like i don't get it yeah that's that's, that's a lot of liberals actually <laughs> I mean, he spent like twenty minutes one week, yeah, you know, you know, talking about why gay marriage should be legal, and then the next week everybody was calling him homophobic. I, would, I would get, it was, it's just weird, but I actually won the battle royal, which is still kind of shocking to me, honestly. As a referee, at Jim Cornette. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's canon. Like, it's not like, it's not like all of a sudden they're going to push me. And, <laughs> and
1: I'm get, just acknowledging. Right I thought you were. I didn't.
0: I did realize you were <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, I was a referee for the bulk of the show, but yeah, Jim Cornette went over. Jim Cornette went over at Outlaw Mud Show, comp play wrestling. And <laughs> can't make this shit up. We got a Halloween costume battle royale to talk about a little bit later on, but before we do that, let's go ahead and take a look what's on you know, your very independent wrestling curriculum this week. What's on, what's this, on weekend? this
2: weekend?
0: Okay, and there's a ton this coming weekend. Not gonna lie here. Uh, just hitting some of the highlights. Uh, this, this will drop on Friday morning. So uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, kind of October 29th. Independent got four different shows, including Black Label Pro Grappler from the Black Lagoon, the Metal Attacker Show. IKW no Hold Bard got a show. Malcolm Wrestling Adventure against Fright Night Four. That's going on tomorrow. Got a couple of live shows on Sunday on IW TV, including uh, Prestige Wrestling, Land Four, Wake the Dead. That particular show kind of Alex Shelley against Yamato for the Prestige Championship in the main event, Ooh, the American, sick. and the American Wolf against Bylinkin forever. Ooh, I like that. I'd, yeah, you know, have to check that one out. Yeah, I wish the show didn't start at ten o'clock Eastern, because I, would, because I want to watch that live, and there's no freaking way. And then Monday, and then Monday Halloween night, H2O had a Hardcore Halloween live from the H2O Center, and then over on Fight. Uh, coming up on Saturday, Ohio Valley Wrestling, No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, 6 o'clock on Saturday, October 29th on Fight TV. Available with your Fight Plus uh, subscription. House of Glory Wrestling presenting Exodus. And the main event of that one, the Briscoe against Ossie Open. That should be freaking fantastic. El Fantapo's on the cards and Icai's on that card. You, can also, you also have Defy with Kingdom Come on pay-per-view on Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, however you want to word it, at midnight. Game changer wrestling got hit him up twenty twenty two and a steel cage match Joey Janela and Starboy Charlie against the South of Jacob Fatu and Juki Fanal. They've got a lot of great wrestling this weekend. And check out the replay on fight for AIW uh, Halloween show. Everybody in costume. Obviously that has not happened at the time we record this, but that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to watching that one. All right, go go. I'm gonna go ahead and get our review in just a moment. But first, let's go to home office Charlie Butter. He got a one minute interview. With delirium, let's go to that now.
3: This is Charlie Butters with another one-minute interview, and today I'm with Delirious. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Hogan or Savage? <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> Booker T or Stevie Ray?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Favorite candy? Doors or tables? Up. Favorite energy drink. NWO or NWO Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Biggest fear. Oh, shit. I know to you Tick, tick. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Shawn Michaels or yeah. Bret Hart? The Warrior! Favorite animal? The Pomeranian dog. Austin or The Rock? Favorite road snack? <laughs> ECW or TNA? TNA, come on. Sheets or Wawa? Wawa! Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio? Favorite dipping sauce. So Favorite movie. Stunner or Diamond Cutter? Edge or Jeff Hardy? and favorite song <laughs> And and that has been a one minute interview with Delirious. Thank you, Delirious.
0: Okay, I don't speak Delirious's language and think not a video podcast. We don't have subtitles. I have no idea what was said there. I agree with everything he said. <laughs> I think I made out some of it at the beginning. By the end of it, I'd like I don't speak the language.
1: I'm very I'm very fluent in Delirious Ease.
0: That's <laughs> what it's called.
1: That's what I'm calling it now. I don't
0: know if there's an official term, but that's what I'm calling it. Delirium was in the pure title tournament when they brought the belt back during the pandemic and he did a promo before his first round match and they actually had cup title for it and I'm kind of going who in the, who in the authentic actually had to speak the language to be able to put I the mean, cup title cup
1: I mean he was booking for a while so I
0: guess someone had to understand right. what his ideas were uh, that's a good point All right, but with that let's go ahead and get into the quick the
2: weekly review the weekly review <sighs>
0: No, we're going to go back to last year. Halloween. It's Halloween weekend. We wanted to do a Halloween show, and we're going back to October 15th, 2021. Create a pro wrestling presenting Halloween Halloween for the Nike Columbic in Lindbrook, New York. This aired live on Twitch initially. In- interesting choice.
1: Believe it or not, I believe I've been to this. I was at this venue once in 2005. Not for wrestling. I saw this hardcore band called A Love for Enemies. Okay. Um, and this venue looks very familiar. I'm pre- I'm like, I'm 99% sure this is the same next of Columbus I, <laughs> I went to previously. So I'm just going to say I was there at one point in
0: time. Okay, Knights Columbus for wrestling duck and town that like that big a stretch? Knights Columbus for a hardcore metal band kind of. They were also a Christian band. That makes a little bit more
1: sense. With all the yeah, 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 there's a lot, there's a lot of those God bands on there. So it was a little, a little weird, but it's whatever. Back in the people really liked to mosh for Jesus back in the day.
0: Yeah, I mean, people laugh, at some of that Christian rock is actually really good. But at any rate, okay, got Halloween show here with Creative Pro Wrestling, Halloween can so You know Dan Halkin's on the card. Let's go ahead and get started with it now. Because the was live on Twitch, they showed that as it aired on Twitch. Including the first 25 minute of it being just a countdown timer going Halloween oh, Hell can start in, which was initially 15 minutes and then got bumped back up at some point. Okay.
1: So last week I was lenient because uh, with Gleet, because it was straight from their live uh, live stream. The way YouTube works, it's not edited. That's just the way it is. But this went from Twitch to another thing. Someone didn't think, look, maybe we should take these out beforehand.
0: And I don't know. I'm digging them a point for it. I uh I will say that the three and a half hour runtime is a lot less daunting when you realize like the first twenty five minute is just a logo on a screen and you can skip past it. And not to get ahead of ourselves, they did the same thing for intermission too. Wasn't as long. No, it was only you know, the intermission was only ten. And it was exactly ten, which was like I can't remember the last time I actually went to a show, they said, were we're gonna do a ten minute intermission and it was anywhere close to ten. No, that's not it's 15, you that's fifty they gotta, you gotta at least fifteen minutes. Yeah. they'd be pretty good about like 15 minute intermission, 15 minute. I have to come independent show, but like, we're going to take a 10 minute intermission and like 45 minutes later, like, but yeah, there's still <laughs> half the workers are still, you know, not in the locker room. Oh. God, God,
1: those old, I remember reading on like the CCW fans' boards whenever like cage or death happened, they do their intermission, but it took them like three fucking hours to put up the cage. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was still pretty goddamn long.
0: I mean, at least if the intermission to put up the cage, you can see the progress, like that one thing. I'm talking like middle of the show. They're not getting up a cage, they're not getting up anything. It's like, we're going to do a 10-minute mission like, in like 45 minutes later. We're going to start back up in five minutes. And then sometimes they do the raffle before that going to be in like an hour. It's like, I, have, I need to go home at some point.
1: <laughs> no, you must. This is your new home now.
0: I'm going to need food after the show. Wendy Clogan at one o'clock. Let's fucking go. So so That's so so lovely about sheets. They're always open. I am doing that a lot more than I would like to admit to. I, I like sheets. I, I kid a little bit, but... We finally get the show started. You're ringing out for Ryan Peterson. We have Paul Crockett and Bear Bronco on commentary for the first half of the show. And we open up with a fatal five-way match for the Creative Pro Mayhem medal, Mr. Kevin Tibb against Cliff Marshall against Vargas, against Vinnie Mack, against the champion J. George. So when they said metal, the Mayhem medal, I thought it was like, I didn't realize it was an actual medal. I thought it was medal as in M-E-T-A-L. <laughs> I uh, well, I mean if they used a the belt that would not have been incorrect in that instance but no it was an actual medal shaking the old mid TV title back in the mid to late eighties. It's a shame Jay Gold isn't here because I could pull a Jay
1: Gold on him and ask him a million questions about this this mayhem medal.
0: Jaygold Jay Gold was at the show I, I'm really looking forward to getting a take on it and he's not here. No, so. but I'm, I'm
1: under the assumption that these matches are always going to be multiple people cause I assume that's
0: where we're assuming the mayhem comes from. That would be my guess as well. Oh, look! quick look at Cage Match will probably anchor that question. Yeah, it looks to be the cake. I'm seeing a four-way, five-way, a six-way. Ooh, baby. Six-way, Scramble, five-way, Scramble. Yeah, these are all... Yeah, the, the fewest that are involved in one of these Mayhem Metal title matches is four.
1: Yeah, at that point, call it the, uh, the Orgy Metal. I've heard work ideas. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, if you promote something... As with the orgy metal, you're going to get a lot more people. It's not necessarily the crowd you might want, but they might <laughs> spend money.
0: So I think it was deal. Kitty wrestling back in the day. They had what they had, what they called the Lord of the dance title and it was all three way dancing. I believe it was them. Anyway, uh, Jay George tried to manufacture a huge ovation for his entrant and it doesn't go very well for him. I appreciate the effort. He's a professional. What, what can you say? The ceiling in this night Olympic building is kind of low, but that doesn't stop people from trying to go off the top rope in this match or <laughs> throughout <laughs> the card, actually. There's some close calls. There are some close calls. I, I've seen lower ceiling when people have tried it, too. So uh, basic story of this one is Vargas can pretty much dominate dominant, unless he gets double-teamed or he gets caught by Capri. And then Jay George is just trying to stay out of the action and steal pin whenever he can. So a couple of nice little stories going on with that. He has, he has a little posse with him, too, uh, helping him out. Uh, J. George does end up getting a win. He reverses the roll up, grabs the top rope to steal the pin. Only 6 minutes and 24 seconds. I say we're... only, but we're going to be thankful for the short match as we move along in this card here.
1: <laughs> I was just about <laughs> to say, breaking, breaking the theme of the first half. Of the show. Yeah, that also, discussion... for some reason, and I was, I was worried this was going to be a problem with all the replays, the one replay they showed, just the sound died while they played the replay. I don't know why that happened.
0: You know what? That was actually kind of welcome once you figured out that like, for whatever reason, like half the time, the microphone comes up way too loud and you're getting a bunch of static coming from whoever's talking into it. Oh, and that be- that will become a problem later. I made sure to note that. We go from there. Our next matchup is Ariel and Nick taking on the Notorious Mimi. Although when it showed her a little lower third, it was just M-M. Hmm. Yeah, which makes no sense because it's Notorious doesn't start with an M. <laughs> I... I I, I don't make the graphic. I don't know. You gotta pay extra for the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> only fan, forward slash, towards me. I don't I have no idea if you have Only fan or not. I apologize for that. <laughs> don't be getting us canceled, please. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, basic story here. Yeah, uh, area have the catacombic advantage. Mimi got the speed advantage, because that's what they're trying to utilize. Uh you've got Mimi Mimi got a finisher called the Heaven Gate, like a version of, the, of an arm bar. She tried to lock that on a number of times. She can't do it. She finally does get it when she changed the angle going it. get the commission and pick minute and 32 seconds. That looked was a okay. nor- this was a pretty, nor-
1: it was an nor- early looking angle for it.
0: Yes. It looked okay. I, I think a lot of the, the theme of the show was it's, you know, it was fine. Our next matchup. We have Bryce Donovan taking on JT Dunn. JT Dunn is accompanied by Trigger the OG. And Bright Donovan gets a Squid Game entrance, which honestly, I've, before they get to a Squid Game, I'm like, is he doing a Kingdom Heart deal here? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I wish. Any <laughs> more Keyblades? Yeah, it's just, just the the Mac reminded me of one of the Heartless characters from some reason. I don't even know why. But you tell they playing, you tell playing Kingdom Hearts lately, they even be able to make that reference. But
1: I mean, they were wearing the jackets, basically.
0: Basically, okay. Can we get some solid some Matt wrestling uh, in the early going here uh Donovan boot done the fake one time. Done nearly full and half backward. Like I didn't know you a popple for your body to bend that way. <laughs> that was pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, at one point, Trigger OG hooked donovan's ankle from the uh, on the from the outside. That leads to done knocking Donovan off the apron and gaining control. And he got control for a long time. Uh, at this point, they finally get the audio back for the replay. And Duncan just dip. Donovan begin to make a comeback and they get like a million fall finishes in this match. Like every move could fall finish for like a minute.
1: There's a lot. Um, also, there's a point where I'm glad they set up the spot where uh, Don was going to do like the double stomp in the corner. And I'm really glad he didn't because he ends up getting like uh, belly to bellied by uh, Donovan. But yeah. there is no way his head was not going to hit that ceiling if he did that.
0: No. Yeah. Oh. Right, Donovan blocked the death by elbow, and then we get what looked, what, I don't even know if it was supposed to be an actual ref bump or not, just to have the nature of the finish, but it would it looked bad either way. I won't call it the worst ref bump ever, but it wasn't pretty.
1: I don't think it was, because he, the ref got up within, like, two minutes. It can't be a real ref bump.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was, I think it was meant, to, I think it was just meant more to get the referee turned the other way for the shenanigans. Then tried to hit Donovan with the chain, he micked, he hit, triggered the OG, and that led to Donovan hitting kind of a combination flatliner DDT for the pin in 18 minutes and 40 k- seconds.
1: They called it a flip into a DDT. He flipped him into a DDT.
0: Yeah. I had it with I had it the flip DDT thing. So, we're going to go with that. Yeah, I actually typed it, I actually typed out a unique DDT version, like I don't know the actual name of it, but yeah, this was good. It was just just a tad bit too long. Yeah. We get a poke match handshake after the match. Go sportsmanship yay.
1: Which was weird because it was just on the outside to like the side of the ring. It wasn't like, uh, usually when that happens, they're like in the center of the ring. They're just like, we're both happening to leave and we notice each other. Let's shake hands.
0: Right. We go from there to the Create a Pro Tag Team Championship. The team of Phil Imperfect, Aaron Rourke, and Philip Cardigan taking on the champion, the Even Steven, Steven Azure, and Steven Summercut. Well, Steve Summercut, not Steven together got to get the names right here. That's cheating. They, they're not
1: really even Steven.
0: Well, the best part is that you're S-T-E-P-H-E-N. So, it's, you know, they should be called the uneven Stevens. That works for me. So we got Philip Cardigan, obviously wearing a cardigan. We've got the even Stevens wearing sweater vets. And Aaron Rourke wearing regular wrestling gear. <laughs> fish out of water. <laughs> fish out of water. One of the things is not like the other. So the story in the early portion here is that Phil and Perfect have a, have commun- communication because Cardigan apparently doesn't know how to wrestle. Like anytime he <laughs> dug it, like anytime he dug anything, he's looking over the corner. What do I do now? He's got a wrist lock. What do I do now? Hit him. Oh, okay. You know what?
1: Great gimmick. Just guy that never knows how to wrestle, despite despite how long I don't know how long he's been wrestling for, but <laughs> you would assume he's at least been through a few training
0: sessions. You would hope so. Eight years for the record. <laughs> that makes it so much better. <laughs> yeah, twenty August seventeenth of twenty fourteen. Like what cage match had lifted? You no, know, eight years. Coming to pro at the time that it was taped. Look, it's hard. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question it. You no, know, I remember back in W. P. W. They did a gimmick for like a uh, for like a month or so where Dick Goins <laughs> was bragging about how he had a new hold, new commission finisher, but he didn't know how to actually lock it in trying to lock it in for like a month, and he can't do it. And one time, he actually went so far to have a diagram and like put the diagram on the mat. And he trying to put the hold on while looking at the diagram. But the funniest thing Ditko and Frito ever done. Yeah, it sucks. He's such a piece of
1: shit. Yeah.
0: Now that that's neither here nor there. Yeah, there is one spot after yeah you know, during the breakdown where everybody had a commission hold locked in at the same time. I I like when they incorporate stuff like that into it. You got a figure four. You got a head snicker. Ah, uh, it was a figure eight. A figure eight. <laughs> it started like a figure four. Before and he then turned into, into a
1: figure eight, and then became a figure four again. So I yeah. guess technically you're right, and
0: technically it's the best kind of right. And We do get some miscommunication between the, between the challenger, at least the Rourke getting a bike pile driver on the apron, and then back in the ring, the champion Kit Cardigan with the move they called the Steven Flow, and get the pin at fourteen twenty one.
1: Also earlier, Cardigan drinks coffee, and he just somehow and somehow it powers him up immediately. I don't think caffeine is that fast acting. <laughs> He might want to see a
0: doctor. If this were a video podcast, you would have just seen me oh, yeah, try not to spit a monster out my nose. We go from there. We've got the Halloween street fight. Carlo Vite taking on Bobby Orlando. I think this might have been my favorite match of the show. I disagree with you. I do- it's not that I don't like it. I like it. This is the match that I went, why is it going on so damn long? So they start fighting on the floor before Orlando entrance is even over. Like, or, or, yeah, Orlando barely gotten through the curtain, they're already fighting, and we're looking at like three to five minutes where they're fighting on the floor. Then they, and then get,
1: they get in the ring, and I look away for like two seconds. And I look back, and somehow there's a fucking prosthetic foot involved.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I missed where that came in as well. I, I blinked, but now go. Going to be a minor nitpick here, and it's not even necessarily that they got this wrong. It's just something that kind of irks me personally. It's a street fight. There's no rule. There's no disqualifications. There's no count out. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. They fight on the floor for at least three minutes. It might be closer to five. They both roll into the ring. Then the bell rings. <laughs> I noticed that too. I'm like, wait, it didn't start? Right? I thought it started. Now, technically, that's the right call. Match cannot start until both wrestlers are in the ring. Technically, that's correct. But a can no DQ match. You give a shit. It's I mean, more important, it's a street fight. This is there's no bells in street fights. And it's, okay. It's, it's not like if they it's not like if they don't ring the bell, it it affects the finish of the match. The match can't end and' let them in the ring anyway. It's not fall count anywhere. It doesn't matter. And shout
1: out to Bobby Ronda for using a guitar hero guitar, which I can by the way confirm was a from guitar hero world tour for the Wii. Don't ask I'm, me how I know that. Somehow I knew you would know that though. <laughs> The Wii part's easy to tell because it's a giant fucking rectangle, so you're supposed to put a controller in it. <laughs> but the design is very more specific, and that's how you know I'm a fucking hyper-nerd. Yeah,
0: there's one spot where Bobby Orlando attempted to do something off the top rope, and Vike grabbed him and throw him off the top rope and pretty much kill the chair. Oh, rest, yeah. That's my, my notes, I just have RIP that chair. Yeah. <laughs> as well as
1: Orlando's back.
0: So Now, the, it's labeled as a Halloween street fight. I'm expecting like literally every object to be Halloween themed in some capacity, and we don't get that. Now we do get some stuff there. They have the Spirit Halloween tombstone. They got a Spirit Halloween scythe. But like, I want pumpkin. I want a. I want them to do a thumbtack pop and a thumbtack candy corn. Like I want shit like that.
1: Oh, no, if they have a pumpkin, someone might fuck it though. Don't ask. Don't ask questions.
0: What but, kind of party? Tra- what kind of Halloween party do you go to?
1: It's a trans Twitter thing. You wouldn't get it. Okay. Don't, don't ask questions.
0: <laughs> I, I I will take your
1: word for it. This is also the first match where, like, the mics just go out of control. Yeah. I basically have to put this to more or less. I didn't mute it, but it
0: was pretty darn close. And yeah, we get a Death Valley driver through a door. That only gets the two count. Or, or Orlando go for a moon call. Vice pushes him off the top rope. He goes through a table that's cut up on the outside. They're about the point. I'm going, okay, I, I, I get what they're going for here, but they can wait too long. At, at one point, they, uh, uh, Carlo Veic uh, go underneath the ring. He pulled out a board that got plastic vampire thing glued to it. Match finally ended in nineteen forty eight. Vyke got the pin. I honestly missed the finish. I didn't get. I didn't see what I the agree final on the move chair. On. Okay, I mean, almost getting kind of anticlimactic after everything else they've done at this point. Hey, it took two pedigrees. Like like a like a I I don't disagree with you about the ma- about whether the match was good or not. I liked the match at uh, ten to twelve minute was fine. Twenty was too long, and when you figure out the and when you figure the stuff in the opening, really cloak to twenty five by the time you get everything else done. So for me, it's out of the long the
1: matches that were because there's a few matches, both the first half and the second half, that were pretty long. This one felt like
0: it dragged the least to me, at least. From there, we get our ten minute intermission, and we see the ten minute intermission in its in entirety, and then we go to my favorite match of the night because I love these type of things. We've got the Halloween costume rumble. And this kind okay, of fun. These, these metrics are always fun because I always get a kick out of what content guys are actually going to be using for this. And for the most part, people try to stay in character of the perk and their comp playing as. Nice touch. So you always get so you always get some really cool stuff here. So the match starts off with Spider-Man played by Jack Tomlinson and Bubba Ray Dudley played by J. Cruz.
1: By the way, that's Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man outfit, very flattering, very flattering.
0: It, it was kind of form-fitting. We
1: love that here. Yeah. Or at least I do.
0: Victor Cruz comes out next. He's dressed up like Devon Dudley. They do a spot where Spider-Man get you know, sticky hands get stuck on the top turnbuckle, by the time he free comes he walk into a 3D. From there we get our our next entry is Uncle Ben Parker. <laughs> played by Dante Drago. I I, I I like I'm dying when this comes out. Freaking Uncle Ben and Spider-Man are gonna team up against the Dudley Royce. All
1: raking all sorts of canon here. <laughs> I think it would have been better if he came out as Aunt May, but
0: that's just me. <laughs> Michael Myers out next. He played by TJ, by TG3. That is followed by Gotti Karate coming out as a Jedi. <laughs> just just Jedi. He's just, <laughs> he, 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 he just, he just a Jedi. He's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's not Anakin Skywalker. He's not Luke Skywalker. He's a Jedi. He's not trying to
1: tie himself. He wants to have he doesn't want to have to be have a specific lightsaber. He wants the option
0: to have any color he wants. And he has multiple. And they're all and they're all green. No. <laughs> so He's he trying to use the fork and the lightsaber on everybody. Michael Myers, no kill the fork and the lightsaber, and then eliminates Jedi. As he should. And then out comes the revolting blob from the Billy Matican. And I missed two I missed two actually played the part here. But this is freaking this is freaking awesome. He
1: killed a man.
0: Yes. Yeah. Next out is Vincent Kennedy McMahon, played by Ryan Fitzpatrick. He got that walk down. Wait, he... I
1: had I did I get his name?
0: I had Pat Fitzpatrick. What did I say? You said Ryan Fitzpatrick. I I I must have football on the brain. Pat Fitzpatrick is what I have written down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just
1: want to make sure I didn't fuck that up.
0: No, I, no, I that's what I wrote down. He but he had that walk nailed. So Uncle Ben says when I was a kid there were three W can WWWF and then Vince eliminated him. <laughs> and then, then he Sp- eliminates Spider-Man. Yeah, but Spider-Man's pissed because Uncle Ben be Uncle Ben's dead again. <laughs> That's a big fall for that someone his age. <laughs> I actually don't think they killed Uncle Ben. I just figured it made more sense, but <laughs> he at least they're on his back. Yeah. Next up is Jay Klein playing Ron Burgundy. And he's got like a stuffed dog of some sort with him. And the stuffed dog winds up doing a hurricane run on somebody. It's a pretty talented dog. Yeah, Butters and I did one of these a year or two ago, where one of the entries was war horse, and it was a stuffed horse. <laughs> and it was the same thing, and, and it was the same and the guy—they had the guy playing Jim Cornette end up taking that Canadian story from the stuffed horse and getting eliminated. Freaking hilarious. That's that's you know what—that's how it should be. Yeah. Liam Davis come out next. he's playing Negan from The Walking Dead con- including Carrie Lucchio. Actually, I, I I failed to mention everybody teamed up to eliminate Michael Meyer at that point before Negan feels, entered.
1: Feels feels very unti- untimely to play. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm just out of hell when it comes to Walking Dead, but I feel like it's it's a long like it's a dead reference at this point, even last year.
0: Like two entries after Ron Burgundy come out.
1: Yeah, but that's old enough that it's like it's come back around as like a, a retro thing. As weird as to say about a movie that came out, like, 2005. it hits that point where it came back around. I don't think Negan's hit that yet. Negan, also the
0: star of Tekken 7. Um, and then we get Ghostface. Okay, well, before Ghostface comes out, uh, Negan ends up using Lucille to knock the revolting blob over the top rope. Revolting Jamie, blob you is eliminated.
1: Hate you hate to see it.
0: Ghostface it next. Now, they, uh, put, uh, they put Ghostface on the lower third, but the ring announcer called him the killer. So no commentary, yeah, they insinuate and call him the killer after that. Freaking Ghostface, and I, I thought, you can't be that worried about copyright when you can all the WWE <laughs> copyrighted name. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we, that's where we draw
1: the line. We're not gonna say Ghostface, but everyone else, fuck
0: it. The WWE <laughs> helped Go ghost, Ghostface do the one cup headbutt to Ron Burgundy. Well, to get back to that, they weren't scared of Disney,
1: but they were scared of Ghostface.
0: Yeah, all right. Next up, we have. Oh, no. and I did not uh play by Leo Sparrow. Okay, I thought I wrote that down somewhere. There it is. He can set a head, he just comes out with a head of lettuce. Anyway, I didn't didn't have to specify what head, I guess. <laughs> Next up comes my favorite visual of the entire night. <laughs> yes, yeah. EPA comes out as Ahmed Johnson. Now
1: how now explain to me, how does he portray that he's Ahmed Johnson?
0: He got the red trunk, he got the red knee pad, he's wearing like black tight, but he got his dress shirt and a tie on. It's freaking great. He had his pants on, too. He just put it all over. The... <laughs> he, yeah, he comes in. He dumps, ne- he dumps Negan out. Then he teams with Alfno to eliminate the Dudley Boy. And then we get our final entry of the day, which I believe is number 14. It is Jungle Boy. Question mark. Question mark. And then we start getting co- uh, uh, kind of the rapid fire elimination here. We've got... Also, Jungle... they don't
1: say who Jungle Boy is. Like, who's portraying Jungle Boy. It's just Jungle Boy. <laughs> Question mark. I...
0: I think that's what the question mark was for? Like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this guy <laughs> I just
1: like to imagine it's just some guy that ran, rolled in from the street that just happened to look like Jungle Boy. and it's like fuck it, go out there.
0: Uh, I'm I'm sure he's somebody, and if Jay Gold were here, he'd be able to probably tell us like who it was. But
1: I, you know what? It's, he's not here, so we're just
0: going go with my theory. They just <laughs> they pulled someone off the street that happened to look like Jungle Boy. But Jungle Boy, eliminate go fake Vic, Vince McMahon. eliminate Alf no. And we've got a final four of Ahmed Johnston, Ron Burgundy, Jungle Boy, and Vince McMahon. What a, what a crew there. Vince McMahon guy tells everybody they're fired, so all three of them go after him. And they get him out of the ring, but through the rope, not over the top. They allow Vin- Vince McMahon to eliminate Jungle Boy from the outside. Ahmed Johnston gets up over to the top rope and gone on the apron for about a minute and a half before Vince finally pulls him off the apron. So we are down to Ron Burgundy and Vince McMahon. At the final two for the costume Battle Royal, Burgundy the you you gonna cut up, some ground rule, which is basically don't punch me in the face. <laughs> Vince McMahon kicked the tough dog out of the ring that picked Burgundy off. We get the great line on commentary going, you know what? This is a 15 year old movie. I don't get the reference, but let's move on. You know what? I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Then, but Burgundy hit the stunner, talking Vince McMahon out of the ring for the victory. 22 minutes and 14 seconds. This was just fun. That's all I want out of the, out of the Halloween battle Royal, like that. I, I want guy I in costume, I want, I, and I want fun. And this was fun. I agree. This was literal cosplay wrestling, and I loved every second of it. We then go to our semi-main event of the evening, and the match that led to the name of the event. We've got Evil Kip and Johnny Clash, come to tuning for TJ Crawford, against Ryan Meyer and Dan Haldman. Now, what makes Evil Kip so evil, I wonder? So he claims that a head of Letick is more evil than Dan Halkin. I guess he watched the previous match. And then the he
1: Lettik M- kept... did attack someone below the belt, to be fair. That's pretty evil.
0: Yeah. Then he, kept... he kept... he's more evil than Dan Halkin, and Dan Halkin immediately curses him. Dan Halkin and Myers work surprisingly well together as a tag team. There's some good double-team moves, some very fluid, yeah, fluid stuff. Eventually, Brian Myers is the fake in peril. Dan Halkin eventually gets the hot tag. There's a long bit after the hot tag where they've got the opponent hanging upside down on the rope on the apron, on the outside. And Dan Halkin and the crowd are trying to get Brian Meyer to do the tequila spot. This would have been funny as a little 10 or 15 second bit. Do the spot with me. No, come on, do it. Okay. No, like literally the crowd is doing the tequila song and Brian Meyer is still like, I'm not doing it. And then they go through the entire song again and Brian Meyer is kind of doing the kick, but not really doing it. This thing, like a minute and a half for this one spot. Finish Kunk when Dan Halkin brings out the teeth, stuffs them down Kip's throat. We get a kick to the head by Dan Halkin. Myers with the spear. Dan Halkin covering Kip for the pin, 14 minutes and 34 seconds. It's Dan I, Halkin in a tag team match. I feel like the Brian Myers and Peril thing went
1: on just a little too long. I kind of checked out a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, but bet, between that, I didn't think that I didn't think that was that bad. But between that and the tequila spot that re- realistically went nowhere, and it's be a couple of minutes you could have cut off of that one. And Brian Meyer it was did, it was still fine though. It was still fine. And Brian Meyer then announced the return date for December 12th with Matt Captor, Matt Cardona, and Mark Sterling on the card. The Happy holiday show that took place last year. And then we go to our main event. It is a triple threat match for the Creative Pro Championship. Eric James, Tony Neek, and the champion for more than two years at this point, VFK. James comes out to the ring singing, I want it that way, king himself out to the ring and the crowd again to it grouching along with him. I'm okay with it. Not enough Backstreet boy in wrestling. No. And then the match starts and I say it all the time. the three-way matches, triple threat matches, it always ends up being glorified one-on-one for way too long. But they just keep finding new and creative ways to get somebody out of the ring so that you got just two guys in the ring. 30 seconds into this match, they're already doing it. Like, they're not even trying. <laughs> and, I mean, I get it. Like, you, like, part of the strategy is get the third guy out of the ring, mm-hmm. one-on-one. I get that part of the strategy, but at least try to make it you know, three people in the early going. It's, there... it's the, a lot
1: of these matches are a chance to be creative and it just kind of never really happens.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's once again the case here. And now, when we do have all three guys in the ring doing stuff together, this match is really fun. There's a spot at one point where VFK hit the German pluck on one guy, had the other guy cradle at the same time, and get both guys for a two and a half count. I think the problem is there's not enough of that, though. Yeah, there's not enough of that. That's exactly it. And that's my biggest gripe with all the triple threat matches, because there's not enough of being creative with the three guys. And like I said, I get that the strategy is get the odd man out. That's what I would do in WWE 2K22. But as a wrestling fan watching a wrestling match, I want to see the creative stuff.
1: There's a balance, I think.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. So James hits Neek with the belt while VSK is going to Neek his shoulder. He then hits a face buster and goes for the pin, but VSK pulls James out of the ring. VFK and James end up in the ring. Re- James pulls the referee in front of VFK, attempted Cooper kick. The referee covering up. We get a thumb to the eye, DDT onto the title belt. Eric James gets the pin, wins the championship, 18 minutes and 10 seconds. And of course, the AEW contracted star, Tony Neat, I think he was contracted by that point at least, did not have to take the pin. I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember I, you... I, I, I'd have to double check, and I don't care enough to. <laughs> not that big a deal either way. I feel like there's a really mean Tony East joke I can make, but I'm not going to make it. I'm going to look it up anyway because I'm a professional and that's what I do. But (laughs) it was right about the time that he signed his first match was October. Yeah, he uh, worked the dark taping October 24th of 2021. Like 10 days later, he he went with AEW. So he
1: theoretically could have taken the pin, but I guess it makes more sense to have the champion pinned anyways.
0: Yeah, I I honestly don't like the title being on the line and the one fall triple threat anyway, but I don't like the idea of the champion Luke in the title and not getting beat. Oh, it I, does make more sense for the champion to to take the fall. It's it's a lot more conclusive. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I personally feel if they're gonna have a if they're gonna do three way matches for the championship that they should be elimination. That's... I don't disagree with you there. Okay, match, match is fine. Just, they just didn't hit the balance between all three guys being in there or only two guys being in there. Like I said, this
1: is kind of the theme for most of the show. It's it's fine. All right, uh, there's, what- there's nothing but there's nothing offensively bad other than the mic spiking to the point that there's fucking static. But that's on the
0: production side. Like I started watching it on my computer, and I like I thought it was my headset at first. And then I started watching it on one of my TVs and went, okay, I'm getting the same thing there. It might be their thing. And then I started watching it on another TV and went, oh, yeah, it's definitely on their end. I appreciate you're so
1: committed you tried three different devices.
0: The, the problem is, is I would start to watch the show, and then either the wife would ask me to do something or the kid would ask me to do something. And I couldn't get down. Three and a half hour show took me four days to watch. So <laughs> it's just kind of using whatever device I what was free at that point. Like, I was curiously I was considering just taking my phone to a freaking coffee shop and watching at the freaking coffee shop, because people would leave me the hell alone. <laughs> All right, but so what are we thinking here? Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle?
1: Uh, I'm going to go thumbs in the middle. Like I said, it was fine. I don't think it's one I'm going to feel the need to revisit, but, you know, nothing upset me.
0: Nothing was, like, bad or anything like that. It was it, it was a show that existed. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now, too. I'm, thumbs, thumbs in the middle. What's good is really good. There's nothing really bad. Nothing stands out of being a blowaway match. Yeah, the yeah, I got what I expected out of Dan Howkin and Brian Meyer teaming up. I got what I expected out of the battle royal. Yeah, and we
1: a little too long, but you know, that happened.
0: And we've when we've watched Creative Pro show before. We in generally enjoy Creative Pro. They're not all they can't all be home run. All right,
1: with the d- IW guide berries creative pro.
0: <laughs> you know, we go very rarely have a show that we don't that we don't go like unanimous thumb up on though. But I, I really feel like I really feel like we're shitting on Creative Pro, and we're not. We're not. <laughs> and it, this, this show just didn't click. It happened. All right, let's go ahead and wrap some stuff up here, Marky. What What do you have in the way of plugs this week?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B-O-I. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash e girl fanboy. If you're listening to this the day it drops, uh, either tonight or tomorrow, I will be checking out the Resident Evil Village DLC. So, check that out, and then uh, you can check out my other episode, my other podcast, X Over. Uh, we still have that Power Rangers the movie episode with Ed from Pod Van Dam. Fun time, check it out. Okay, I
0: hope I have all of our plugs correct, but I think my link might be outdated, and Jay Gold usually handles that. So oh. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at ref Instagram at Jhawk1539, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ref Check out our merch store over at BrainbusterT.com. We should be getting the new merch with the new logo. If they're not up already, very shortly. Check out our podcast friend, Wreckling Cheer, Pod Van Dam, Cooper Fantastic. If you catch my grift at Odds with wreckling, the or and the A Show. Check out our non-podcast friend, PwPondering.com, Big Stark brim, get Tap photo. Smoking, J. Barbecue, and kayfabe collectible, and I forgot to look up a Bobby Heenan quote. Boo! <laughs> you know what? It's I, Halloween, I, everyone. You, you know, you oh, you know what? I've got one. That's a great, late great Bobby Brain Heenan no one said. Now I know what RIP stands for. Rock and pickpocket. Give me back my wallet, Jim. God. All right, Happy Halloween, everybody! Don't uh, I would say don't eat too much candy, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna eat too much candy. <laughs> happy Halloween! Have fun with all the drugs in your candy. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye everybody Later.
2: i am through the trees the breeze